94. Song number, number 94. Oh, come on,
Space 95. <laughs> Christmas to each one. It's good to see all of you here for our Sunday School Christmas program. 
As announced this morning, we would not be having Sunday school. Our little program will go like this. I'll do my part, and then Abigail will be leading the children in some Christmas songs. After that, Annie will have a story for the children. And then Daniel has a singing group. They have a few songs for us. And then possibly some more congregational singing, depending on the time, and then I'll close. Why don't everybody turn to Luke 2 for the Christmas story at this time? Luke 2, I'll read, well, we will read verses 1 through 20. And I thought what would be nice to do would, um, I'll read the first verse and then y'all read the next verse and we'll just go every other down through this passage. And so why don't we all stand for this? And again, I'll start with verse 1, and then y'all read verse 2. I'll read verse 3, y'all read verse 4, and so on. Verse 1, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that moment they were there. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace through the will of the Lord. And it came to pass, as the angels were going away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph, and their babe lying in a And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Let's remain standing and bow our heads for prayer.
Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning where we can celebrate Christ's birth. Thank you, God, for Jesus and sending him to earth. And thank you, God, for salvation. I pray this morning that this uh, service would bring honor and glory to you and help us to be vessels in your kingdom. Guide us as we walk with you, Lord, and direct our steps in life. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. All right, this time we'll have the children come up, uh, roughly ages 4 through 12. And you can just come up here and, and stand. y'all know the candy cane story? Just a few? Okay. Alright. This story is called The Legend of the Candy Cane. (laughs) 
One dreary evening in the depths of November, a stranger rode into town. He stopped his horse in front of a lonely storefront. The windows were boarded shut and the door was locked fast. But the man looked at it, smiled, and said, it will do. All through the gray short days and the long dark nights of November, the man worked. The townspeople could hear the faint pam, pam, pam of his hammer and the snish, snish, snish of his saw. They could smell the sweet, clean scent of new lumber and the deep, oily smell of new paint. But no one knew who the man was or what he was doing. The mayor hoped he was a doctor to heal his illness. The young wives hoped he was a tailor to make beautiful dresses. The farmers hoped he was a trader to exchange their grain for goods. But the children had the strongest, deepest, deepest wish of all. A wish they did not tell their parents. A deep, quiet, secret wish that none of them said out loud. No one spoke to the man. No one asked if he needed help. They just waited and watched and wondered and wished. But one small girl watched and wondered, waited and wished longer than she could stand. And one snowy day, she knocked at the stranger's door. Hello, she said. My name is Lucy. Do you need some help? The man smiled warmly and nodded. Then he opened the door and Lucy stepped inside. A long counter ran down the side of the room. Bare shelves filled the opposite walls. In the back were dozens and dozens of barrels and crates. Could you help me unpack, the man asked. Lucy's heart sank at the sight of all the boxes. What if they were only barrels of nails and bags of flour? But she removed her dripping boots and hung her coat on a peg. On stocking feet, she crossed the rough wooden floor and knelt beside the crate. Please, open it, the man urged. Slowly, Lucy put her hand into the box and pulled out an object wrapped in tissue. Round and heavy, it almost slipped through her fingers. Lucy trembled a little as she unwrapped it. It was a glass jar. Lucy gave the man a puzzled look. Go on, his nod said. So she unpacked another glass jar and another and another until she was completely surrounded by jars of all shapes and sizes, tall and thin, round and squat, jars with lids and jars without. Now, the man said, for something to put inside. And he pulled over a huge crate stamped with a strange word. As Lucy unpacked, her eyes lit up. It was candy, her favorite candy, gumdrops. Try some, the man said. She popped one in her mouth. Now she could hardly unwrap fast enough. Peppermint sticks, taffy, lollipops, chewing gum. Wide-eyed, she looked at the man. We wished, Lucy said. Yes, I know, said the man. And here it is. Welcome to Sunny Man's candy store. I am John Sunny Man. Soon the small store was filled with candies gleaming in their glass jars, raspberry suckers and tiny lemon drops, brightly colored drawbreakers and long tangles of licorice, pink and white peppermints for church and butterscotch balls for company. Then in the very last package, in the very last crate, was a candy Lucy had never seen before, a red and white striped candy stick with a crook on the end. What is this? Lucy asked. This is a candy cane. It was a very special Christmas candy. Why, Lucy asked. Tell me, Mr. Sunnyman, what letter does it look like? What letter does it look like? J. She said, yes, Mr. Sunnyman smiled. J is for Jesus, who was born on Christmas Day. Now turn it over. What does it remind you of? Lucy turned the candy in her hand. She peered down intently. 
know, she said finally, it's like a shepherd's staff. Who were the first to find out about Jesus' birth, Mr. Sunnyman asked. Shepherds in the field, Lucy answered, watching over their flocks by night. But Mr. Sunnyman, what are the stripes for, Lucy asked. The man's eyes grew sad. The prophet Isaiah said, by his stripes we are healed. Before he died on the cross, Jesus was whipped. He bled terribly. The red reminds us of his suffering and his blood. But then, Mr. Sunnyman continued, the candy is white as well. When we give our lives to Jesus, his blood washes away our sins, making us white and pure as snow. That, he said, is the story of the candy cane. Is it a secret? Lucy asked. Mr. Sunnyman looked at her for a long moment. It's a story that needs to be told, he said. Will you help me share it? It was now the depths of December. The town was whipped round by blizzard winds. For days, the sun hid itself. But every morning, Mr. Sunnyman and Lucy ventured out. They wore heavy woolen coats and bright hand-knit scarves. And in their stiff mittened fingers, they each held a bag. They went to every house in town. They traveled to every farm in the country. They knocked on every door. In every home, they told the story. They left a small gift, and they gave an invitation. On the afternoon of Christmas Eve, the sun finally broke through the clouds, and Sunny Man's candy store officially opened. The mayor came, feeling better than he'd felt in days. The young wives came, dressed in beautiful smiles. The farmers came, eager to trade grain for Christmas gifts. The children ran in dizzy circles. Yes, their wish had come true. Yes, they had come to share in the opening of the candy store. But they shared something better, something bigger, something more. On that Christmas Eve, they shared the story of the candy cane. They told of the miracle of Christ's birth, the misery of his death, and the mercy of his love. And that is the end. Y'all can go back to your parents. So
Let's turn to song number 92 in our Christian hymnal. Number 92.
87. Number 97. each one of you for taking part. I know it takes effort and time to prepare. Thank you for that. Uh, for some closing thoughts, I had to think of the thought that sometimes the things that are given are more meaningful and special than the things that you can just go out and buy. Just for instance, at my grandparents' sale uh, this summer, I bought some things and 
they're nice and neat to remember them by. But some of the things I treasure the most is just a few small items that my grandparents gave to me because they thought that I should have it or have the item. And, you know, that makes it special. And I thought, you know, that's kind of the way it is with Jesus. Um, we can't, money can buy a lot of things, it can buy a lot of gifts, but money can never buy Jesus, or never, money will never be able to buy salvation. And Jesus, or God, He gave Jesus to us because He saw that we had a, mankind had a need. And so that is why we have Christmas, and that's why we can celebrate Christmas, and we can have grateful hearts for that. I'll leave you with these thoughts from Billy Graham. He says, Don't leave Jesus in the manger. Don't remember Him only at Christmas. Instead, learn to walk with Him every day.